Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. And thanks for joining us on Power Your Life today. And I'm Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here and just sending out some really wonderful energy to everybody, no matter what you're going through. And oftentimes we have challenges, whether it's weather or what's going on in our lives, our careers, what's going on in our relationships, or even in our own health and wellness. And yet, There are so many wonderful ways to be able to move past that and to help heal yourself and feel better about yourself and also to be able to reach out to other people and help them through whatever they're going through and really be there. And I have someone today who lives that. And I'm talking about Caleb Coy, Caleb Kid Coy, who is a recognized speaker and a writer. He's also a social media influencer, a passion and purpose coach, excuse me, as well as a podcast host. And he finds great joy in serving others. Caleb encourages people to think independently, grow exponentially, transform internally, and to succeed while overcoming adversity, excuse me, in all aspects of their lives. As an artist and a musician, his passion for music and life experience of overcoming adversity has allowed him to serve well-known artists as a life coach in the entertainment and music industry. With decades of experience in nonprofit volunteer work and outreach, Caleb's current business endeavors are an extension of his heartfelt desire to serve humanity and improve the quality of life for others through educational stewardship and transformation. Caleb's own life journey is a testimony of the power of love, forgiveness, healing, and reconciliation. Welcome, Caleb Kid Coy. How are you? Hello, Joanne. I am just so um, blessed and um, excited to be with you this morning and honored as well. Thank you for having me. It's definitely my pleasure. And certain things stick out when we've been talking and also in your bio. A couple of things I want to point out a little bit. The idea that, that your life is a testimony of love, forgiveness, healing, and reconciliation. Many people don't know what you've been through and how that has shifted you and, and brought you to where you are today, Caleb. So can you share that with our listeners? Absolutely, Joanne. You know, my uh, my upbringing was uh, growing up in um, a home with parents who were marriage and family counselors, and I was also uh, a preacher's kid. 
And that probably ties into a lot of my uh, rebellious years as a teenager, which, you know, led me to a place at 17 where I nearly lost my life to an overdose on, on methamphetamine. And, you know, I'm fortunate, Joanne, because I was raised with, with strong moral values and principles and um, uh, a foundation of faith, which to this very day has such a it's tremendous bearing on, on my life and my belief and my actions. And, um, you know, ironically enough, my parents named me after a biblical character in the Bible, Caleb, who um, was uh, a leader uh, among the Israelites with Joshua. And um, as history tells us, he was uh, one of the very few which, after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, went into um, – giant territory and conquered the biggest mountains and took down some of the greatest giants. And so I, I'm absolutely convinced, and I say this with all humility, that that warrior DNA is resonant inside my heart and spirit. And it is a, it is just a part of who I am. And that, that um, DNA has allowed me to confront and conquer so much adversity in my life, you know, beginning in those early teenage years where, you know, I, I battled as, as so many teenagers do today, their identity and that belief system of, you know, you, you grow up with these principles implanted into you from, from your parents' beliefs and, and teachers and, you know, what the public education system teaches you. But ultimately, and this really ties into self-determination, you have to become your own individual and independent thinker. And so my life is really just a testimony of um, finding my identity and who I really am and what my purpose is in this life and what I'm called to do. And Joanne, I think so many people today struggle with finding out who am I? You know, their belief, the core of their belief system is based on what someone else taught them. So um, I'm just a huge advocate of self-education, self-awareness, and, and as I encourage, you know, my own children, think for yourself. Question everything. You know, don't, don't just go by what, you know, you hear somebody else tell you or, or even, you know, what your parents teach you. You've got to find out for yourself. So. Um, my my adversities and my challenges, and as I call them, the trials and tribulations, have shaped and molded me to, you know, to acquire a strength of character that, you know, I, and again, I give my creator credit and glory for that because I just know I would not be here today, and I know that I was given a second chance at 17 years old and that, you know, my life had meaning and purpose and that was to serve humanity. So um, my, my ambitions early on were to become a rock star. And so after that near-death experience, everything changed. There was a complete paradigm shift. You know, I think it's so important, things that you said, in terms of really being able, one, to, to know who we are and to be able to really search within our own selves, our soul, to really know why we're here and what our purpose is. I think that gives our lives such a beautiful way of not only being, but feeling that we're that we're on the right track for whatever it is we're doing. So so I applaud you for being able yeah. to do that and I think you're right. Many people are searching for 
who am I, why am I here, what am I supposed to be doing, and and oftentimes people grapple with that for most of their lives. So it's wonderful that you have established that despite adversity, and many people, I you know, I'm also one, many people have found that through their challenges and adversities, they, they have choices and they grow, and they and those experiences like yours shape them, shape me, shape you to do whatever it is that that you're doing. So serving humanity is something that's so important, especially these days. And I'm so glad that you're 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 not only on board with that, but that's something that you live and breathe and do on pretty much on a daily basis. So so kudos to you for that. So let's talk a little bit about you as an artist and a musician and, and how that plays into all of this. You know, I just, there, there's just such a, a musical part of me that's always been there. And, uh, you know, early, early on I, I got into hard rock and, and heavy metal musician. And as I mentioned previously, you know, aspired to, to be a rock star. And, um, I, I think I was I was always drawn to the energy and the intensity of that music, and um, one of the one of the well known artists I actually got to work with, who I was a big fan of growing up, always had this um, this underlying message, you know, that talked about this this bigger global perspective, you know, and so I think I was very much drawn to that, and so obviously things things change significantly, you know post post near death experience when you know my my love for music never faded but my ambitions to become a rock star kind of you know dwindled into the background and i just knew that you know my heart was to 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 work with artists and musicians as well and it was of course many many years of um internal growth and transformation and and maturity before that first door opened up in in 2006 where I started working in the industry. And to tell you the truth, Joanne, I, I thought that was maybe going to be, you know, my um, my final resting place, if you will, as far as, you know, the main part of my purpose. But I began to realize that was just a transition in my journey as well. And my heart and vision just continued to grow bigger and bigger. And, you know, it was, it was really not until um, – I would say 2010 really when I began to pursue my entrepreneurial calling and I began to see, you know, the importance of what role that was going to play in the vision that was, you know, being put in my heart, which was a global vision um, and having a history of spending so many years working with, you know, nonprofit organizations and the faith-based community and going, okay, you know, kind of scratching my head and going, there's got to be a better way than bake sales and car washes to raise funding because there's all these phenomenal organizations and you're a perfect example, Joanne, and your background and history and, and, and what you've done and what you desire to do in your heart. And obviously that's what drew me to you, a big part of it, right, in our potential collaboration was that, that global perspective and a heart to serve others. But I just realized that the vision was so big that, you know, basically I, I had to find a way to start implementing that and that it was going to require substantial resources. And so I go back to um, the heart of stewardship 
because I believe, I'm absolutely convinced that we were put on this earth to be good and faithful stewards in whatever we've been entrusted with, whether that be our, our spouses, our children, you know, our, our, our jobs, our um, workplace, whatever. The whole paradigm is that we're to be good stewards of what's been entrusted to us. And until we're faithful in the little things, until we can prove ourselves trustworthy in the little things that are given to us, we're not really in a position to steward more. So my whole You know, I think journey, stewardship I believe, is very important. And what does it mean to to you? What does stewardship mean? I mean, it's to me, I, I know what it means because I've written about it, and I believe exactly what you're talking about. That we are here, we are here to serve, and we are here to to help others. But what does that term or, or what does it in, involve for you? I, I guess for me, you know, it's that it's that position of of character and integrity. It's that code of honor that we live by, and how how do we um, interact? How do we treat? How do we respond with the things that are given to us? How do we um, honor and respect those relationships, you know, that are in our lives? Because I think at the end of the day, the true marker for a person's character is, you know, who who they really are when you don't see them on the platform. You know, and I, I saw this with so many of the artists that I work with and musicians, you know, they're one person on the stage, but who they are when they're not on the stage in everyday life, day in and day out, that's the character of a person. You know, what people don't see behind closed doors, not what they see on your social media video posts. I mean, that's that's the true merit of an individual. And so for me, the the formation of my character was a part of the way that I began to properly steward what was in my life when you know when there was growth and there was um blessing coming in how did i respond to that right did i did i just take you know a, a fat paycheck and 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 go out and blow it on you know selfish wishes and desires or did i say okay i'm a steward of these resources you know where's the best place to allocate them so that they're producing beneficial fruit not only in my own life but in the the lives of others around me, and ultimately, you know, I love the I love the old proverbial statement that says a good man or woman leaves an inheritance to his children's children, and this all ties into legacy. What kind of legacy do we want to leave behind based on our temporal stewardship on the earth? And this is this is something that not too many are talking about, Joanne, and you you understand this, but the eternal perspective because our lives are such a short vapor here on the earth, even if we're granted 70, 80 years, and we're not. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So I've come to a place where every day I have such gratitude in my heart that I have been blessed with the gift of another day. It's another opportunity to improve upon myself, to be a better man, to be a better individual, to be a better husband, to be a better father. And I just it nearly brings me to tears because I feel so grateful. And I think as Americans in general, too, a lot of the time we have so much within, you know, within our, within our grasp, within our reach and this, you know, fast food, give it to me now society that we forget that every single day is a gift and tomorrow is not guaranteed. You know, I think it's so important because I write a lot about the fact that, that today is a gift and every moment is a gift and, and relationships mm-hmm our blessings and really appreciate what you have. And and like you said, so many people 
really don't look at what they have and instead they may fake it fo- they may focus on what they don't have on the lack and yet there is so much. I also want to expand a little bit on stewardship because to me stewardship is not only taking care of others and also ourselves but also the place that we live, our communities, our environment, our resources, our animals. I mean all of it to me, needs to have some level of responsibility from from us. Now, obviously, everybody can't do everything, but I think it's important, like you, to choose and to really be able to focus on what you would like to do, how you, how one, an individual wants to serve humanity or serve the planet or serve others and and however that works it can be a beautiful thing as long as we're doing it with that beautiful intention of serving and and making our world our place our people or whatever better and and really more beautiful so so I'm so glad that you're on that journey and that you have that that passion because I think that passion is so important and and you've kind of utilized that passion that you have for for living for gratitude for serving and sort of weave that into your purpose for giving and and helping others and and I think that's beautiful. I want to focus a little bit on some of the business some of the work that you're doing now that really takes that energy to the next level in terms of your stewardship, what you're doing with charities and nonprofits and and some of the new businesses that you're engaged in that really can be helping others and and serving the highest good. Absolutely, Joanne, and and I I totally um, relate to and resonate, you know, with what you said because. This earth is our home, and the fact of the matter is that the resources are limited, and we won't go into it, you know, the fact of of the water shortages, and thank God for technology and the ability, you know, to utilize it down the road, but again, um, while we may not be able to make a full stop and reverse in the damage that has been done, we can make improvements as stewards, And, and so like you said, not everybody can fulfill every role but um, together, you know, in unity, we can get the job done. So, um, like I said, you know, my, my entrepreneurial journey kind of began in, in 2010. I started my first LLC, um, got into some, some angel investing and different things like that. But it was actually back in um, 2006 that I was at a finance conference in Houston, Texas. And it was there that I met my uh, dear friend and associate, and I, I consider him a, a mentor as well, a very intelligent man. But he had, he had been involved in estate planning and providing um, estate planning documentation to attorneys since the early 1980s. And you've got to understand, again, that you know finance and um, things like that, I never went to school for any of that. Everything was self-education for me. So when I met Gary and we had our first conversation, you know, we were – we were uh, very drawn to one another, and it was, you know, just prior to that time, actually, that I, I went through a tremendous personal battle in my own life, 
And right after that, those those doors begin to open where I did some coaching in the entertainment industry. But um, Gary really opened my eyes to the importance. And, of course, he and I resonated on the whole stewardship thing. We both had philanthropic hearts to give back and to serve others. And so um, years kind of went by where we stayed in touch, but as I began to self-educate on, on finance and how it related to stewardship, um, he and I began to develop a relationship, and I got my certification through him as a certified estate plan advisor um, for estate planning. And one thing that, you know, we had, had talked about was, you know, how can we utilize this platform, which is actually a proprietary software-based estate planning system platform that really it's incredible in the sense that it takes a lot of the intimidation out of estate planning. And obviously one thing that's near and dear to our hearts, Joanne, is to help individuals and families avoid probate. Probate is a very real process that if you don't have your ducks in a row or you just have a basic living will in place, you're absolutely subject to probate. A will almost always guarantees probate 99 point whatever percent of the time the only thing that protects against that is a living trust and so one of one of the main focuses is that we help to educate um, individuals and families and, and groups on the importance of asset protection by way of living trusts and then obviously to help them look at how they can not only protect their retirement but grow their retirement and utilize powerful tax strategies that can be implemented. And, you know, just things that I personally never really realized were out there. And now I'm starting to learn that a lot of folks today still do not. So, you know, I'll have people tell me, you know, after, after they'll attend a presentation, I mean, wow, Caleb, I was looking for this information for years and I thought I was going to have to go see an attorney to get into things like that. So, it's very rewarding and very fulfilling, Joanne. And as I mentioned, it's kind of an extension of all those years that I spent volunteering my time and energy and resources to serve nonprofit organizations because I go, okay, we have finally put together a legitimate way for nonprofit organizations to raise funding. And so they're able to utilize our platform and our software and um, be able to provide the services to members and parishioners while at the same time um, raising funds for their projects and their endeavors. And that's just such an incredible thing, and it's just so rewarding and fulfilling because it's a service that we provide to the organizations at no cost to them. So that's like, so, a, that's like a big woo-hoo right there too. I, ha I have a few questions. So in terms of estate planning, is that just – is that open for anyone in terms of, I mean, do you do you specialize in working with, with different kinds of groups, or is it just anyone who really wants to know more or any company or organization who wants to know more about estate planning and, and how they can best protect their assets for their, not just for themselves, but for for their families and future generations? That's a wonderful question, Joanne, and the truth is is that we're kind of we're part of our educational efforts are to um shatter those um if you will, if you will unrealistic or inaccurate paradigms and mentalities that surround state planning and I think a lot of the mindset is that oh only wealthy people need trusts, and that's actually a a a very misconstrued statement because um 
the facts show that a lot of people who have smaller states, and I'm meaning like $100,000 or less, typically end up paying higher taxes and fees than even those who may have a multi-million dollar estate. So um, asset protection why is as in regard to estate planning, why, why is that? I, and I don't know that exactly, but that is just the way, you know, the system works. And so um, probate is just a very real, real thing. And at the end of the day, you're looking at it typically 30 to 40 percent of someone's estate is spent down on probate because attorney's fees and court fees, you know, and that's why they have attorneys out there who specialize in probate because they'd make a lot of money doing it. I had a 90-year-old client. This is a perfect example, Joanna. 90-year-old client I sat down with, he and his daughter had attended one of my presentations, wanted to get into a trust. First thing I do is I sit down, and this 90-year-old man says, okay, here's, here's my living will that I just got drafted by this attorney. And you know what this attorney said to me, Caleb? And I said, what? What did he say to you? He said, after he finished handing me these documents, he kind of had this smirk on his face. And he said, you'll be coming back to see me pretty soon to probate this estate or your daughter. I mean, you're going to be coming back to pay me a bunch more money because I'm doing you a complete disservice. And I'm, you know, paraphrasing, of course. But to me, it's just like I go, that makes my heart so happy that what we're doing is not, you know, strictly for doing, doing it for the money or for financial gains because we have a group of individuals that truly care about other people and truly have a heart to serve and give back. And so when people start to recognize that you really do have their best interests in mind and that you're providing a service that's going to protect them and protect the things that they have worked so hard for their entire life, I mean, it's just the amount of joy not only that it brings to clients but that it brings to us as well is just astronomical, and so it's it's just a it's just a huge part of the DNA of who we are and what we do. And from there, you know, once once people are protected, then we can build upon that foundation to provide growth strategies and and things that down the road. Because one of the one of the biggest concerns today, because human beings are living longer, Joanne, is the fear of running out of money during retirement. And so not, not only is, is probate a big factor that should scare people into action, into doing something to protect what they've worked so hard to build and to earn so that they do have something to pass down to their children's children, but, you know, things, things like that nature as well are always, you know, in the, in the scope of what we need to be thinking about in the overall perspective. And so we want people to, you know, have enough, not just, to enjoy retirement, but to still be able to live as long as they need to live, whether that's 90 or 100 years, and still be able to pass on a significant amount of their estate and their inheritance to, to children and grandkids. So, again, it's, Caleb, um, one of our, it's such our important list, information to understand. One of our listeners has a question here about she, she would like uh, to know more information as to what pro, what probate is and why is that such a dangerous kind of thing? Probate is basically the legal process that when someone dies, they have to go through in order to um, settle their estate. So, and if you will here, I'll give you the um, direct definition here. 
it's basically, and, and you can look at um, Oxford says it's the official proving of a will. So whether or not you do or do not have a will, basically that when you go through probate, the court wants to know what do you own and, you know, what do you owe? Basically, we want to know what you got and who you're in debt to. And so the whole process of probate is to prove um, what you owned and what you owed because basically um, your debtors want a piece of the pie. If you, if you die and you still have unpaid debts or outstanding debts, those are the first things that are going to have to be paid out to your debtors if you don't have trust protection. And so the things that you own, see, the, the thing about probate is, and I teach this in, in my presentations, right, that anybody can contest your estate. Let's say, for example, that, you know, 10 years before you passed away, you um, got into this business endeavor with a good friend and partner, and it bombed. And basically, you, you owed him $10,000, and he was like, you know, it's okay, we're friends, you know, don't worry about it, crap happens. Well, then, you know, 10 years goes by, but he really didn't forgive you and finds out that you died and says, you know what, I want my piece of the pie back. You know, you, you owed me that ten grand. Well, he can walk into that courtroom and say, you know, this guy owed me money. He can contest their, your estate. Probate is a public process. Everybody and their grandma can see what's going on, what you own, all the addresses are public and everything like that, and anybody can contest your will or your estate and try to get a piece of the pie. And so, um, you know, families end up, while they're in this, this terrible grieving process, they just suffered loss. Now they're having to pay attorney's fees and court fees, and they have to pay an attorney to ward off potential estate contestation. So all these people, right, can come out of the woodwork and say, you know, whether it's absolutely true or not, and your attorney's going to have to ward those people off and say, say, say the attorney said, well, you know, we, you know, I, we can't give you ten grand, but will you settle for three grand? And you know, your former business partner says, sure, I'll take that. Well, that's a pretty good day, right? Three grand, just because you didn't take the the time that was necessary to set up a living trust. Where again, when you've got a trust in place, trust avoids probate. It's a very smooth process when when the first. Um, if, it, if it's a marriage situation, when the first spouse passes away, you settle the estate, and the trust will avoid that whole probate process. So probate is, is, is a painful public process that is um, absolutely unnecessary if you have a good trust in place and can be easily avoided. Um, but sadly today, okay. it's, it, it remains a great way for people to make a lot of money. So basically what what you're saying and and what your your company and organizations do is actually not a, is help is advocate for people to not have to go through probate probate but instead to understand learn about trust and to create a trust for themselves and for their families as a form of protection before they die so that the, that the people that are are living once you you've passed don't have to go through what you what you've described as a very horrific long expensive um process right that, did i yeah, get and, that right in a very you you did <laughs> 
You you absolutely did. And I was just going to mention, of course, it varies from state to state. But in Colorado, where I live, the average length of probate is 9 to 24 months. Can you imagine being tied up in court for two years of your life and you wanted to pass down 100% of what you'd worked so hard to acquire and you end up, you know, losing 40% of it and only keeping 60% of it? I mean, it's just tragic, and the stories go on and on and on. Um, one one client I sat down how with, come and, I, and I used this almost, to start. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said, how come people aren't aware of this? I mean, why? Why? You know, I mean, many people are, who are listening to this today, to our show today, Caleb, don't have a clue about trust. And like you said earlier, they think that it's something for – different communities or for the wealthy and and not for me. And yet what you're saying to people is this is going to save you heartaches, and it's not even on you because you're going to be dead. That sounds horrible, but, but it's the people that are going to be left behind who have to go through the excruciation of probate that lasts so long. So why why don't more people know about this? Well, first of all, you nailed it, Joanne. It's it's the people that are left behind that have to suffer, and it does. It, it sounds um, almost grotesque to say, well, you're going to be dead, but that's just the reality. It's the people that you leave behind that have to suffer through and, and, and wade through all the muck of this painful process. And the truth is it's not being taught because there's so much money to be made in probate. Probate attorneys do not like to tell people about this because it's that, and it goes back to that example of the 90-year-old gentleman who, who had the attorney almost laugh in his face and say, hey, you've just paid me thousands of dollars to draft you a will, and you'll be coming back to see me to probate your estate, or your daughter will. Ha, ha, ha. So do you, know, you it's think those people want to educate the public about how they can protect that asset? No, because they'd be losing so much money. Well, that's where you come in in terms of educating the public. But it's interesting because um, when older people go for for a medical exam, like a, a you know a yearly exam, one of the questions that is asked is, "Do you have a living will?" You know, nobody gets into what the implications, Caleb, of that means and whatever, but just ask that question which if people don't have it, it starts them thinking, okay, i got to do that because, again, my doctor was brought it up, da-da-da-da-da, and yet there's so much more behind it, and and, and it's, I'm so glad that, that you are helping to educate people because people need to know what their options are, what their choices are. If they choose to go through probate, I mean, and they want it, and that's what they want to do, that, you know, that's obviously up to them. However, you're offering other solutions that not only help people who are living, but the people that they're leaving behind and, and it can even go one step further into helping others. And, and that's and that to me is a beautiful thing. We are almost out of time here, so tell people a little bit more of some of what you're doing, and then how they can get a hold of you and find out more, be more educated about trusts and probate and what their steps can be. Well, again, great great statement again, Joanne, and, and 
bringing up the medical side and when people are, you know, are in the hospital or do an exam, that may be the only time that, that that idea is even implanted into their head. And so, again, I want to tie this all into legacy. How do you want to be remembered by your family? You know, do you want to be remembered as the person that put them through probate and, you know, lost all of their estate? One of my clients sat down with me. He's late 60s. He's a man who had a medical condition. He didn't have a lot of time to live, and he had just spent 90 days in probate for his mother's estate, and it cost them $90,000. So, again, it is just it is so important that people, because I could share story after agonizing story, real-life stuff, right, that people have gone through, and those that have suffered know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, um, brand new brand brand new website is live. It's uh, not finished yet, but CalebKidCoy.com with two Ds. And as you know, Joanne, a great place to connect with me as well as on LinkedIn. Um, that is my primary social media venue where you know I I, I spend most of my time and efforts there um, posting content and information. But we've got the new website up, and I'm in the process of adding a bunch of uh, new information where there'll be a, a whole section in there where we talk about legacy, where we talk about stewardship and stuff like that, and, and people can find more information there. They can contact me and, um, you know, learn, learn about what we can do for them and their family in uh, setting up their estate and avoiding probate and things like that, as well as nonprofit organizations. And one, of the, one of the areas near and dear to our hearts that I wanted to touch on because I know it's near and dear to your heart, Joanne, is the special needs community. And one of my, you know, dear friends and associates grew up with a special needs brother. So um, one thing that she helped to do with, a, with another individual on our team was put together what we call our Universal Guardian Trust. And it's a very specific trust that helps special needs families to protect their estate and protect their children while they can maintain, you know, that necessary government funding to provide for the needs of their children. So through our platform, there is a way in which we can basically help these organizations. They can utilize our platform and software. And um, so these, these families can not only learn more about the importance of, you know, proper financial education awareness, but at the same time, the organization can raise money, you know, to put towards their efforts and their endeavors. And again, it doesn't cost the nonprofit anything. And uh, it's it's just um, it just makes my heart flutter with happiness, you know, when whenever we're able to you know tell people about this and say, hey, here's a here's a legitimate because you hear about stuff out there, Joanne, right? Uh, we can raise funds, but you know, to find something that's legitimate, that is the real deal, that doesn't have strings attached, um, that's that's a game changer in my opinion. And we looked, we looked for anything like this out there that was similar and we couldn't find it. We had a marketing expert, you know, see if they could find something. So I obviously am very passionate and excited about it because I know it's the real deal and it can help a lot, a lot of people. You know, it's so important. Again, I can hear the passion in your voice and in, and in what you're doing with all your endeavors, Caleb. And again, it's about service and about, helping others and making a difference in people's lives and and also making people's lives easier even if they're not sure what's going to happen you, you know you're helping prepare them and their future generations for what's coming and that's and that's a beautiful thing so thank you so much for all that you do and for 
your way of serving others and helping others leave a legacy that that they feel comfortable with and happy about and being able to to spread love and care about other people and about serving. I appreciate everything that you're doing. Thank you, Joanne. Again, I'm so honored to be on your program today, and thank you for taking the time with me. My pleasure. Have a beautiful day, Caleb. Take care. And you as well. Thank you. Thank you. So think about what Caleb said in terms of what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? And and it's important. And also one of the questions that he spoke about very early on, and that is, do you know why you're here, what your purpose is? And, and are you floundering to find that sense of purpose, that passion that actually can fuel your life and doing whatever it is you, you're here to do or what you need to do. And many times for many people, as as Caleb spoke about and, and also in my own life, sometimes our challenges and adversities really are wake-up calls to some extent and really help lead us down the path of what we're here to do what our soul is calling us to do. So I urge you and encourage you to really listen in and pay attention to what your passion is and your purpose are and to figure out how you're serving not only other people and the humanity of other beings, but also how you're serving yourself and taking care of you because you're important, and you need to figure out ways, even little ways, of empowering yourself by taking a few steps. Think about that today. What can you do today, one small step that allows you to feel a sense of control over your life and to feel more powerful, not over others, but over yourself? Thanks for joining us. If you want to get a hold of me, I'll give you the short version, docdocwhite.org. You can go there, find out about more shows, blogs, all sorts of wonderful stuff. And remember, you are very special, and you can make a difference not only in other people's lives, but in your own. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.